right, welcome back to the big program, 801. Just before we bring in Mark Spector, let's welcome in our Thursday co-host every Thursday from 8 to 10, Ladislav Schmid. Uh, Laddie, how are you doing? How much sleep did you get last night? We are talking about that. Did you Good get morning. Uh, I was up around like 4.30. I guess <laughs> my alarm was set for 4, 4.55, but my kids ended up in my bed, and so it wasn't very pleasant, pleasant uh, sleep. But uh, yeah, I was able to get up and uh, get my uh, morning routine going. Good, good, good. Uh, On the Mark is powered by Booster Juice. You can visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download their new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. And we bring in Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet uh, on the Mark every day at 8 o'clock. Speck, did you get in your six, eight hours? or not? Are, are you 11 hours? What are you at? I'm not. That's that Blue Jays pitcher that sleeps yeah. over 11 hours. I can't believe that. Well, I think well, it, I, he does. I think it got taken out of context. We we're just talking about it, so. 11 hours. Good for him. Yeah, well, he, he, doesn't have yeah, kids, he I guess. usually gets 11 hours sleep, and he had to settle for nine or something. So <laughs> poor, key, uh, poor guy. <laughs> and he couldn't pitch very well because he was tired. <laughs> cramped up is what it was, right? Apparently he has kids, too. Like, oh, he does? Anyone who has kids sleep that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, He's got good kids? So I, he keeps them in the one room or what's locked up? Or? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. I'm a huge believer in sleep, man. There is no shame with you hitting the rack at 10 o'clock and waking up at 7 or whatever. But, no, I i don't short myself on sleep. It's a important part of the day. But when you're on the road spec, you you, you know, you don't get a lot on the road. Well, because of flights. Like, there was a time on the road I didn't get a lot because I was out having beers and fun all the time. Yeah. Those days are past. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the way flights are now, I mean, think about it, right? You work a game in Philly. So you get back to your hotel room at twelve, twelve thirty ish, and if you got a seven a.m. flight, that means you got to wake up at about four. So how much sleep are you going to get? Right, not that much, and that's that's a job. You know, I signed up for it, so I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, how excited are you to get down to the rink today and watch some training camp? Yeah, it's 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 been a slow roll with this two weeks captain skate. Um, you know, we've been writing story. I've been writing stories already, getting a couple guys on the phone here and there, talking to people. So, uh, yeah, let's get after it. And Laddie, you know how, how, you know, there's so much preparation and so much waiting and waiting. When camp finally gets here and the medicals have passed and we start skating, even the players, I think, are probably breathing a sigh of relief a little bit here, aren't they? Oh, for sure, man. Uh, especially the guys who have been there before, you know, for so many years. It's... Uh, it's kind of painful process, I'd say, uh, but for sure you want to get it going. You know, I I mentioned before on the radio that I was I was really happy to see that they got together two weeks prior to the camp, but now it's like dragging and dragging. So you know, it's it's nice they got to get some uh, games going as as well. So I I think that that probably excites everybody. On a morning like today, laddie, are you do you feel any like I mean you're retired you you're past the point of going. Oh, you know, maybe it could. You know, you worked out this morning. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, <laughs> you don't need two days, do you? <laughs> no, 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 not not at all. I'm I'm good. I'm good uh, as I'm right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Spec. What did you make of uh, the comments regarding? I think the biggest story right now, and and everyone's kind of a low level of concern is Matthias Ekholm not kind of starting camp. Um, what do you make of it? Uh, no, very little. Okay. Uh, we talked to Matthias yesterday. He basically said, look, um, 
these, this is the kind of injury that you have to play through all season, and there's no point playing through it in training camp. So unless, I mean, unless they're pulling the wool over our eyes, and, and I'll admit when it comes to injuries, we tend to have to just take what they give us a little bit. There's not a, you know, we're waiting. We have to wait for evidence that what Matias and the team said yesterday isn't the case, and I have no reason not to believe Matias Ekholm, a stand-up guy. So he said basically if it was a season I'd be playing, but it's preseason, so why would I play? Uh, unless he's, you know, preseason passes and he hasn't played a single game, then we're going to start to get concerned. But I don't think that's the case at this point. Mm-hmm. On the mark with Sportsnet's Mark Spector every day, 8 o'clock on the Kevin Carey Show, Sports 1440, with our Thursday co-host, uh, Ladislav Schmid. What about your concern level with Connor Brown? Where are you at with that? Well, that's a good question, right? You know, I certainly took notice that both Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid in the last couple of weeks, I said, hey, let's not expect too much from this guy right away, right? So I thought that was a two leaders kind of setting the tone here. Remember, this guy blew out his ACL a year ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the only lucky good thing about it was it happened in game four of the season, so he's had really 12 months to get ready for this season. But, Laddie, how many guys did you play with who had a serious injury and they weren't right when the season started next year. I've, I've covered a million of them from shoulders to knees, uh, you know, to sports hernias. Sometimes it takes a little bit of hockey here before Connor Brown turns back into Connor Brown. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, yeah. Over the years, so many. And I went through the same process, too, with my, uh, with my neck injuries. And, you know, uh, you know knee, a bit different. But, yeah, he, I'm 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 happy that you know in sense that he had that much time to recover, get strong. Obviously, it's gonna take some time to get his timing and and reps back. But you know, it's for for him. I can imagine it feels really good to come coming into the camp and you know guys like Leon and McDavid kind of you know standing up for him already and t- telling everybody, hey, take it easy, take a deep breath. Let him settle, get some reps, get the timing back, and he's going to be just fine. You know, I, I think it's a big, big uh, relief for him. Hey, Speck, uh, what do you what do you make of how the groups were kind of um, split up to for the sessions, uh, day one, day two, for today and tomorrow? Uh, what do you make of that uh, kind of just to kind of set the tone at camp here? Well, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the groups okay. yet. Um, I think uh, mostly mostly Group One is would be veteran heavy. How's that sound? Okay, well that's fine. Yeah. You know, like let's. How would I say? You know, there's two sides to this thing. You want to give the kids a chance to to be in a dressing room or or be on the ice with the veterans a little bit at this stage of camp. That's mm-hmm. part of what camp's about. You know, guys like Carter Savoy and them, look, he's not. his chances of making his team are slim and none. But he can get a little experience out of this camp. He can get a sniff. He can get on the ice once in a while with mm-hmm. Leon Dreisaitl and say, man, you know, see firsthand what's going on with a superstar. So you want to, you don't want to separate the AHL guys from the NHL guys right away. But the other side of the coin is when you know what your team's going to be, I can't remember being at an Oilers camp that was where the team was this picked already. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Jay Woodcroft wants to start playing his guys, practicing his guys together right away, and try to make some hay out of this and try to get some extra practice time in. I mean, 
I'm not coach of the team and I'm not making that call, but yeah. that's what he's thinking. Do we do we salt in some AHL guys just for experience sake? Or do we maybe as the cap goes on, Kev, sometimes the guy has a good exhibition game and he moves into that group, right? So let's see how it's gonna go. But I, I can see how he'll start his veterans together and start to try to get something out of these practices right away. I totally agree with you, Spec. Um you know this this uh, year is a little bit different than the, the than the previous years. Like your your lineup is pretty much set, so why waste time? I get that uh, young guys needs experience, which they're gonna get anyways. They're gonna play some uh, preseason games. I think there's eight of them, so that's plenty. But uh, why waste time and uh, you know and and the practice and separating the groups and looking for the the right chemistry? You already know pretty much what the lines are gonna be. Maybe there's gonna be some tweaks here and there but I you know I'm I'm okay with how the groups are right now uh, the Oilers schedule uh, again it's fan day on Saturday and then I mean they go right into a massive preseason schedule uh, uh, Sunday Winnipeg Monday in Winnipeg then Wednesday back here against Vancouver then in Calgary uh, and then back to back with Vancouver again Calgary and Vancouver five games seven days uh, what do you think of that Vladdy oh and like, yeah. I remember when I was in the league and yeah. and we complained about a lot of preseason games and I thought that something's going to be done about that but uh, <laughs> I guess it's they're still still uh, riding the roller coaster but uh, yeah I was never a huge fan of preseason games you need some but yeah. I think eight total is, whatever they have yeah. or five and seven I, I you know you still have the big roster you, you have over 50 guys but still you, you need to dress how many nine veterans yeah still a lot of risk mm-hmm. in those games and I don't think those veteran and you know seasoned guys need that many that many games to get it going spec too many in, in, a, in a group of days for them or what do you think well, I'm not too worried about the days because you still have almost 60 guys in camp. Mm-hmm. So so it's not like you only have 20 guys and they're playing five and seven. You know, each guy, everyone, there's five games. Everyone's going to get two of those games in seven, right? Some guys will get three. So three and seven, that's no big deal. So, no, I'm not worried about the frequency. Let's get the darn things out of the way. <laughs> Listen, we all know the deal here. Yeah, they yeah. put it in the season ticket package, yep. and Canadian teams can get away with that. They'll sell eight more games and make eight more, you know, gates. Uh, the interesting thing is there's about a good third to half of the league in the U.S., that the teams don't want any part of hosting exhibition games, preseason games, because they're in football country, they're in baseball country, they're not sell. It's costing them money yeah. to put these games on. Yeah. So I'm here to tell you, when Florida wants to play Dallas in a game, you know they're going rock paper scissors over who has to host <laughs> the darn thing, right? They don't want yeah. neither team wants to host that game because it's going to cost them money. So what you find is. You know, you'll we here in Edmonton, the Oilers are going to play all their preseason games, I believe, in in NHL cities and NHL rinks. Mm. Whereas in the states, you see a lot of those games in a small town mm-hmm. here, a small town rink there, because they're just trying not to lose as much money as if you open up the American Airlines Center in Dallas and get three thousand people walking through the door. Mark Spector, Ladislav Schmid on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports fourteen forty. Uh, when you go to the rink this morning to Rogers, nine thirty to eleven is Group One. Uh, mostly veterans in that group, all pretty well, all veterans, maybe save for a couple. 
Where are your eyes going to first on the ice? Uh, who are you really kind of looking at on day one here? Uh, for me, I am looking at uh, two two guys. I'm looking at Connor Brown to see what the situation is. If he's, I, I assume he is practicing, right? I don't know if he is. I'm not sure. So that's one. I want to know if he, I didn't find that clear yesterday. Okay. They said that he wasn't going to play games early on in camp, but maybe later. And that didn't tell me if he was. I want to yeah. see Connor Brown skate. Okay. I think he. Uh, I think he'll be on the ice. But I, what? How much is he going to do? I mean, again, they they're well, all saying he's to on keep the it. ice. He's practicing. Okay. Right. If you're practicing, you're practicing. You're not standing around the boards, are you? Well, I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> like, well, what a conversation, guys. Out. Yeah, I think you're 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 skating if you're on the ice. Well, yes. Yes, but I mean. <laughs> What do you, what do you we, think? Well, he Speck just said both Connor and Leon said, "Well, he's going to take it really slow." Uh, yeah, well, but if you're I, on I the ice, you're participating. Are you going to be like Hitchcock and like coach <laughs> from the bench, or like he's going to be like just watching the boys or what? Oh, I'm going to get it for that one. Okay. <laughs> All right, bring it on. Go ahead, Speck. Well, I'm watching Connor Brown. I want to see what's happening okay. here, and I'm watching Brandon Sutter. I want to see what's happening there. I want to see how he oh. how his pace is. I want to see you know how much jump he's got. Uh, I watch everybody, you know, I, I don't like, let's say I wrote Jack Campbell today, sportsed.ca. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought he was really open and honest yesterday. I like the piece. So go there and read yep. it folks. But I, I don't really, it, Jack Campbell's thing isn't how many goals that I let in, in practice. I'm not worried about how Jack Campbell practices, right? Okay. I'm not worried about how Stu Skinner practices. I want to watch those guys in the game. That's when it matters to me. Well, keep, so, yeah, go ahead. But keep an eye on Connor Brown today, Speck, okay? I'm going to keep an eye on Connor Brown. I'm going to keep an eye on Brandon Sutter. And uh, let's see what happens from there. There used to be a lot of fights in camp, yeah. right? Even when you were breaking in, oh. guys were scrapping all the time. That doesn't happen anymore. Not anymore, man. But good old days, good old days. And I remember we would come into the camp and the coaches were like, we are not looking for any fights. <laughs> you know, just take it easy. Boom, the, the puck drops. And I don't know, some some guy from AHL or like invitee just runs some, <laughs> some of the veterans. And then guys have to jump in and just a mayhem. But uh, you know what? I totally forgot. Got Gax's Gax is back too. Sam Gagne. Oh well, he's yeah. but he's not back. He's, he's yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah, on the okay. PTO, yeah. but but yeah, it's but he's, good to have he's him in, in the injured to start. To, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I, so I know. Be tough, yeah, uh, it, it's going to be tough, but uh, yeah, it's you know good yeah. to have him back in the city. Well, Speck, I know you got to get down to the ring. Keep an eye on Connor Brown today for me, okay? can you? I will for sure, pal. <laughs> Enjoy, boys. Okay, yeah, that's, thanks, uh, that's Mark Spector heading down to day one of uh, Oilers Camp. Uh, energized by Booster Juice on the mark every day at 8 o'clock. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back, we will check in with Matthew Fairburn from The Athletic covering the Buffalo Sabres. This is a Kevin Carius show with co-host Ladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program. 820 in the Capital Region. Kevin Carius, Ladislav Schmid with you, and we're going to bring in Matthew Fairburn from The Athletic uh, in Buffalo covering the Sabres. Uh, Matthew, welcome to uh, Sports 1440. You're with uh, Carius and the former NHLer, Ladislav Schmid. Uh, thanks for coming on this morning. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Happy to join you. Well, uh, right. as, as we get ready for the, the Sabres uh, training camp, are there some uh, storylines that jump out on you that uh, are getting ready to kick things off here with Buffalo? I think the big thing for the Sabres right now that that everybody's paying attention to league-wide is happened with Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power and their 
contract extensions. Kevin Adams just met with reporters this morning, and he mentioned that up until late last night, he was having talks with Representative Darlene and Power, uh, trying to get those co- you know those contracts to the finish line. And I think that's a you know a big deal for for the future of this team, what the cap picture is going to look like. I mean, that's a those are two huge pieces on the blue line. Both of them still have a year left on their contracts, but they've been eligible to sign extensions since July 1st. And so the term and the money on both of those is going to have huge implications Mm -hmm. down the line in terms of how much space the Sabres will have going forward. So I think that's really the main thing that a lot of people are paying attention to because the Sabres have so much continuity on their roster. There wasn't a ton of turnover. And so really, you know, signing those guys that they've drafted and developed is is a big deal. Uh, Our guest is... um from the Athletic covering the Sabres, Matthew Fairburn on the Kevin Carey Show with Ladislav Schmid. Uh, now, um, do you think that, you know, th- those aren't the only only things that uh, Kevin Adams, the GM, has to do. I mean, he's got a lot of uh, kind of things to kind of take care of. I mean, the captain, Kyle Pozo becomes a UFA, things like that. So how busy right now would you say Kevin Adams is? I'd say, you know, fairly busy, mm-hmm. considering it was a somewhat quiet. Those two contracts are the main focus at this point because those are guys that are that are going to be cornerstones or he you know Kevin Adams wants those guys to be cornerstones of this franchise for a long time he also understands that you know it is a business and there's uh you know things mm-hmm. those guys want uh, and you know want taken care of but he did say today that both Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin want to be a part of this they want to be here long term it's just a matter of working out the particulars and they're you know, Rasmus Dahlin's contract, I think, is pretty sh- straightforward. You have a big sample size of what he is. Owen Power's only played one season in the NHL, and so there's a lot of projection involved there on both sides. Uh, you know, is the cap going to go up? Should Owen Power wait? Uh, you know, all these things. Outside of that, you know, Kevin Adams is still going to be kicking the tires on, you know, forwards and, and seeing if there's something that makes sense as far as competition. And then Casey Middlestats in RFA. So there's, you know, once Power and Darlene are, are, you know, out, you know, taken care of and, and those contracts are done next season, you know, this is the final year of Casey Middlestats deal. So, you know, where does he fit into the long-term picture? I think guys like Gergensen's and Ocposo, like you mentioned at UFAs, like that's more of a year-to-year thing. But, you know, in terms of projecting the future cap, I think Power, Darlene, Middlestat, those are the, the, the contract situations to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, for for me, watching those two guys, uh, Dallin for me, I, I think mm-hmm. he really took off this past season. Uh, I think we're gonna see better, better Rasmus Dallin going forward, and you know, I, and I expect the similar thing from Owen Powers. Like those two guys are really fun to watch. Uh, Dallin for me, he's gonna be up for a Norris Trophy. Mm-hmm. Like if. You know, if nothing really changes, I I honestly watch him the whole season. He took some big strides. He's really really exciting player to watch. I I remember, I remember actually uh, when I played in Czech, we played mm-hmm. in the Champions League and we played against a Swedish team, and he was on it. He was wearing full cage, and you know, like you hear stories about this 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 kids, like he he was you know projected to be num- number one overall and. Mm-hmm. You look at him, it's like, okay. You know, <laughs> you listen to the anthems, puck drops. I think it was like his first shift. He goes end to end and goal. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this kid's got to be special. But it, it took him, it took him 
few seasons yeah. to establish himself and it wasn't easier you know like buffalo overall was struggling but now i think they they see the better tomorrows and you know for me buffalo is one of the most exciting teams to watch mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of fun they need to figure out defensively i think there is few question marks uh uh when it comes to the goaltending mm-hmm. but uh like offensively, those guys when they get it going in the ozone home, oh my God! Like watch out, watch out, NHL. Schmid, Carius on Sports fourteen forty. Matthew Fairburn uh, out of Buffalo and the Athletic is our guest. Uh, when you were talking about Owen Powers, um, Matthew, was there any um, you know when when Ottawa signed Jake Sanderson to a really long term contract? Are there any parallels there, what Buffalo might be kind of thinking to do with Owen Power? Because, you know, age is similar, you know, high draft pick, et cetera. Uh, any, any parallels there? Absolutely. I, I think that's one of the top comps for, for Owen Power when they're drawing up, you know, parameters of this deal. Like you said, similar high draft pick, you know, college route, similar sample size in the NHL same agent too right so mm-hmm. they're gonna they're probably gonna bring that deal to the table as kind of a jumping off point and maybe want even a little bit more i think what you know owen powers agent has expressed is that if this is going to get done before the season they'll do and you know they'd like to do a long-term deal if it were to happen after the season and push right up to his rfa that's when maybe they would consider a bridge deal so this is sort of a trend in the NHL, you know, like the Jake Sanderson contract where you're trying to lock these guys up early and, and make decisions and have conviction about who these guys are. And it's, it's hard, but Owen Power was a number one overall pick. He had a great rookie season. He still got so much room to grow, but if you're projecting out, you know, and, and you're getting him at eight years for somewhere in the eight to nine million range, and the cap goes up, you know, that could end up being a really good contract. Is there risk involved? Of course, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's the risk that teams are willing to take. And you saw the Sabres, you know, based on really one year of production from Tage Thompson, sign him to that seven-year, $50 million contract last summer. Now that looks like an absolute steal. They, they signed Dylan Cousins to a seven-year extension in the middle of the season at around $7 million a year. Mm-hmm. And that could end up being a bargain if he continues to grow. So, it's all part of the calculus, but but yes, you know, absolutely. I think that Sanderson deal is one to look at, and it, it probably put a little bit of urgency on the situation for the Sabers too, because you know, to see a, a division rival get something like that done, and, and knowing that uh, the agent, and you know, there's there's some comps there, and I'm sure Owen Power, you know, probably made him a little bit eager to get a deal as well. Mm-hmm. Text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. This is kind of a neat one from Matt. Yo. Uh, as an FYI, Kevin, assistant coach Jason Christie is from a small town just north of Edmonton, uh, Gibbons. So um, now he's in his first year, I guess, with uh, under Don Granado. So uh, we wish Jason Christie from Gibbons all the best in Buffalo, been in the minors and, and things like that for, for a long time. Um, Matthew Fairburn uh, from The Athletic. Uh, D, what can Tage Thompson do for an encore? Just a fabulous season last year. One of the elite players now in the NHL. Um, Taking the city, the league by storm. Um, he's got to be fun to watch on a daily basis in Buffalo. Yeah, it's, it, it really is a treat to be able to watch him. Honestly, I was. I remember last season I was out in Edmonton uh, early in the season. The Sabers were playing out there, and Tage Thompson scored a ridiculous goal where he, he deked through a few defenders on Edmonton and you know managed to put it behind the goalie. 
And I remember thinking, man, like, what is Edmonton's defense doing there, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what, you know, how, how does that happen? And then it happened 40 more times. And I was like, oh, that's just Tage Thompson, right? That, that's, you know, he's doing that to most defenders that up against. So uh, he really was a highlight, human highlight reel last year throughout the season. And, you know, he mentioned he's hungry for, for 50 goals. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big question, right, is he's now got two years of, you know, 38 goals one year, 47 last year. I think you can count on him for, for something in that mm-hmm. 40 range. The question is, does he have another gear? Because he played injured at a couple different points last year towards the end of the year. And then around the All-Star break, uh, he was fighting something. So a few times he was a little bit nicked up. So you wonder, can he find another level? As teams start to really key in on him, especially on the power play, you know, can he continue to keep this up? It's going to be fascinating to watch. And I know he's he's starting to give people a reason to tune into Buffalo games around the league, not just, you know, Sabre fans. And uh, that's something that they've been missing here for a while. Hey, Laddie, just maybe kind of piggyback on Matthew's comments. As a former NHL defenseman, how would you defend a a big body like uh, Tage Thompson with all that talent? That's hard, man. Like with his speed and silkiness, yeah. like his hands are super silky, and uh, his deception and and the size, like it, it's it's honestly crazy. The mm-hmm. like some of the goals, like you don't think he can cut in front of the net and yeah. just slide it behind the goalie. He scores so many goals. It's like the puck is glued to his stick. It's it's very difficult. Like <laughs> you're trying to play the body, and he's big, so it shouldn't be that that. Uh, that hard, but it is like mm-hmm. he, yeah. For me, he's one of the most exciting guys to watch. You know, it's uh, Buffalo's got a really, really uh, good player in him, and and I think there is uh, there is some others that are gonna be coming up. Uh, yeah. JJ Paterka, uh, Zach Benson. I watch Zach Benson in mm-hmm. WHL, and he's another very exciting guy. You know, he's a little smaller, but uh, very shifty, explosive. Uh, you know, I I think uh, Buffalo's gonna be. In a couple of years, mm-hmm. if not this year already, uh, they're going to be really, really good. Uh, with Matthew Fairburn, the athletic in Buffalo, hey, um, we had uh, some comments and some interviews on earlier in the week, Matthew, with uh, a couple of uh, Toronto Maple Leafs heading down to a Bills game. Uh, Matthew Marner, Morgan Riley, and then the Bills gave them, they, were, they had a shot of them on the sidelines. And then I believe Dylan Cousins says, hey, what are you doing here, man? Like, you know, you know, uh, how about a couple of Sabres on the sidelines? Did that get a lot of play out there? What did you think of that? It did get a little bit of play, which I, I found interesting. You know, it's uh, it's an interesting line that the Bills have to walk because they have a huge season ticket base mm-hmm. in Ontario. And yes. so uh, as much as they're, you know, obviously they are the Buffalo Bills and the, the owners own both professional franchises here, there is, uh, you know, a little bit of, of a Toronto fan base that they need to appease a little bit. And look, those guys are celebrities, right? You're going to, you know, you see how these NFL teams operate. They're going to, they're going to pump any celebrities that are at the game. Alex Tuck was at the game as well. <laughs> there was other bills, actually or other Sabres. The yeah. whole Sabres team actually the week before uh, road trip to Monday night football down in New Jersey. Uh, when the bills played the jets, uh, Kyle Ocposo got the boys together and they kind of did it really under the radar, uh, but they wanted to get a little team bonding in. Uh, before the season so uh, yeah a lot of uh, football related uh, you know 
headlines around here for these hockey teams. But yeah, I, I'm interested to talk to Dylan Cousins at some point <laughs> this weekend about you know what you know is this just a, a playful emoji that he's throwing yeah. out there? Is he really uh, is he starting to feel is that rivalry starting to come back? Right, like and I think that would be a great thing if that rivalry could really pick back up and, and be something that that both sides are really feeling because it, it, it hasn't been that way for a while. Yeah, no, it hasn't for sure. And I think, uh, as Laddie said, Buffalo's coming on and uh, hopefully they can kind of do things like that. We're, how and, and Laddie mentioned it. How, how would you assess um, the Sabres goaltending moving into the season? You know, it's interesting. Kevin Adams just spoke this morning and he said he views it as a position of strength, which is uh, – which is a bold claim, I think, because yeah, they have <laughs> three inexperienced goaltenders on, you know, fighting for job here. And I think they feel really, really confident in Devin Levi, who's going to be a rookie this season. And it, it sounds like, you know, they had him skip rookie camp. They, they want him focused on NHL training camp and getting himself ready for an NHL season. You do not see very many guys at all jump from college hockey straight to the NHL, but that's their plan as as of right now. And the only real tandem options or backups are Eric Comrie, who, you know, had his first chance to be a starter last year and had multiple injuries that kind of derailed his season. And Uko Pekalukkanen, who sort of jumped into that, that 1A spot last year for Buffalo and had his first pro season and was a bit up and down. So it's definitely a a question mark, I think, entering the season. How good can Devin Levi be right away? And who do they pair with him you know, to take some of that, that pressure off throughout the season? I think they also hope, you know, they added Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson on the blue line, so some more consistent play from the defense should help in theory. And probably even more importantly is greater attention to detail from the forward group on, you know, their own end of the ice at times. I think that was a problem for them at certain points last season. You know, a lot of times you want to point, you're letting up a lot of goals and you want to point to the goalie. And if you're not pointing at the goalie, you're pointing at the defenseman. But the forwards play a big role in that too and how they're back checking, how they're taking care of their responsibilities in their own end, not turning the puck over. All of those things play into it. So the Sabres are kind of betting on improvement in the rest of the ice, helping out the goaltending situation. Frankly, if the goaltending is even average and the offense is as good as it was, that should be enough to get this team into the playoffs. Hey, Matthew, thanks for uh, taking the time this morning uh, and have a great, uh, great season covering uh, the Sabres. Uh, we wish you all the best. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Talk to you soon. Yeah, uh, that's Matthew Fairburn, the athletic in Buffalo. Uh, boy, what did you make of Kevin Adams saying goaltending is a strength? You got Devin Levi, who's, well, he, just, he came up at the end of last year, right? Played seven games. Yeah, it, it could be. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I didn't think about the competition. Sometimes mm-hmm. it works well if you have a healthy competition. You know, they push each other, and you know, then the win- winner takes the takes the crease. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it's gonna play out. But yeah, they they have those three goalies are quality goalies. Mm-hmm. I just don't know for the full season how it's gonna play out. You know, you're hoping Levi is gonna do the job, and I hope he will. Mm-hmm. You know, I I have nothing against Buffalo, but. A lot of question marks there yeah. for me. I think so. He's only 21. Yeah. You know. And he's coming from the NCAA. Yeah. You know, a bit different hockey than NHL. We uh, saw him at World Junior, right? Yeah. He was pretty good World Juniors. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah. I think he's going to be a really good goalie. Yeah. I just 
don't know if right off the bat starting goaltender uh, and you're expecting your team to go to the playoffs. Yeah. But I hope it's going to work out. And you, you've seen Eric Comrie play a lot. Yeah. Um, he, well, he's he's a good quality goalie, but yeah. again, he doesn't have experience as a starter, really. And right? he, he when he's hot, he's hot. And then yes. but he, when he's cold, when he's, he's cold, cold, he's cold. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, but it could be it could be a strength if the competition is healthy and you know they push each other. Mm-hmm. So why not? For sure. Uh, we'll get to some of your texts when we come back. one 1440 This is the Kevin Carey Show with co-host Ladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. All right. Welcome back to the big program. Kevin Carey along with Ladislav Schmid on a Thursday morning. Uh, 840 in Edmonton looking for a high today of about 18 degrees, but she was chilly coming into the studio this morning. Ladislav, you said you woke up at what time today? Alarm was set for 4.55, <laughs> but I woke up at 4.30. So yeah. it was chilly. It was chilly. I, but I, well, still it's September, but now I start my car <laughs> prior to getting it. So I'm like, ah, oh, the winter's coming. Yeah. So we were talking about sleep and, well, you say Kikuchi, and then it sort of translated in Vladimir Guerrero being asleep during the games and stuff. This comes <laughs> in from Mike at uh, text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 I drive truck. I'm in bed at 9.30, up at 5 every day, except on days that the Oilers play late. Um, that's me, kind of. That's you. 9.30, uh, like I go to bed like, 8.30, hopefully I can be asleep by eight, uh, by, ni- uh, by 9.30 Nine. and wake up around 5, yeah? No, yeah, that's good. That's you good. Still, you still get your seven, seven and a half hours? That's, I'm doing like, I'm almost like, uh, did you watch Seinfeld, Lanny? Remember Seinfeld? A little bit? Yeah, well, I know Seinfeld. Yeah, I didn't never watch, really watch it, yeah. it much. There was one episode where Kramer decided to sleep, was it just every 20 minutes, Duke? Is that how long it was? Well, like, yeah, so like, he tried to change his date into like just like three, to basically have three days in one day instead. Like, yeah, just only sleeping for a couple hours at a time and then yeah. getting up. But yeah, it is a very classic trope of uh, of the program. But, I, but This is funny because yeah. Jaromir Jager, He didn't right? say? No, no. But no. He, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it with him. No, but he he was training like at night, yes. like late at night, and then he would sleep during the day. Mm-hmm. And I remember we, uh, I, I was, went out for beers in, in, yeah. in Prague, and then Peter Nedved is there, Ruchinski, Jager shows up, and Peter Nedved is like, like I tried to, I tried to call you during the day. Like you don't respond to your like yeah. phone calls or messages. He's like, man, like you know, I train at <laughs> night and I sleep during the day. So like, <laughs> and I was, I was like, yeah, it actually makes sense. He's like a. Maybe he's a vampire. Maybe, yeah. Well, Yax did a lot of crazy things, <laughs> yeah, didn't he? Man, yeah, it's uh, it's it's different. I I can imagine like working out at night. Like mm-hmm. you play games at night, but like physically like get myself ready for a workout like yeah. at like 10 or 11 p.m not a chance i have that's that's got to be the first thing in the morning for me i go for a workout to get my day going if my if somehow my schedule get yeah changed. screwed yeah. changed and i have to go to the gym around like uh noon or or in the afternoon i'm so mad and really there's so many people there too i it's like a social club there. <laughs> Everyone's like on, on the phones, like yeah. taking videos and like <laughs> chit chatting. And like, I'm like, ah, I don't want to be here, but I, I battle through it, but I'm super annoyed. So in the morning you get to the gym at what time then? About 5.30? 5.30, yeah. yeah. 5.30, so- 5.45. Sometimes, sometimes a little later, but 
preferably um, if my schedule allows it at 5.35, and then I get it going. Do you have a tougher time, like say at this time of the year when it's dark or or in the summer, is it easier? Or? Yeah, it's yeah. summer, it's for sure easier when, when you get up and, and the sun's out. Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, it's going to be even worse when the snow shows up. <laughs> so when you were coming in, we had uh, a, a guy texted in about the U.S. Marines and their sleep, Laddie. Uh-huh. Uh, so it said U.S. Marines, you have to get 78 hours of sleep or you're not allowed to be on duty. So we were kind of, remember that old commercial that said the Marines, we do more before 7 o'clock than the whole world does or whatever? Oh. So this it's, guy continues on. Uh, that's old school. Anybody who brags about not getting enough sleep is just tell, selling themselves short. I'm glad you guys are talking about sleep because maybe you guys don't sleep perhaps uh, but that uh, was in a treatment center and yeah the the, the one big thing was sleep you need to sleep mm-hmm. yeah if you don't sleep then your brain wanders and like it's not it's, it's, not, lo- it's look it, it's i don't know how to explain it, how they explain it. it it's just wonders and like it it wants other things mm-hmm. you know you're not rested you're uncomfortable and then you you're likely more likely to grab the drink or drug mm-hmm. to to get your day going. Or you know. right, um, Shanklin says went on a CPAP machine. Seven hours sleep is recommended uh, for best health results. Uh, imitation Tom. I am a nine to ten hour guy. Sleep from nine to seven. My yeah. wife used to be like nine hours. Now, now small baby. Yeah. Not a, not, chance. not a chance. And she is not a morning person. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm out of the house <laughs> when she wakes up so I don't have to deal, deal with her. <laughs> and she, she told me specifically today, don't mention me on the radio. So, <laughs> so But you just did. <laughs> I just did. Yeah, well, whatever. I had to. <laughs> yeah. So you're not getting up in the middle of the night with baby? Oh, he sleeps. Uh, he sleeps through, yeah, he sleeps. He sleeps pretty good. He wakes up a little bit, but she deals with him. I yeah. need my beauty. Sleep. You gotta get your yeah, exactly. I'm recovering alcoholic, <laughs> and I just said I need my sleep. So she needs to take care of two babies. I oh, guess. Oh yeah. Um, we were talking about the Oilers' preseason schedule. Uh-huh. Uh, Pillman wants to know any preseason games on TV. Well, the Duke just sent the whole schedule to you, but maybe we should just kind of let our listeners know a little bit about that. So. Uh, I believe the Monday game in Winnipeg is on TV. So a lot of these, you know, they, they want to, the broadcasters want to have a little, you know, kind of, uh, you know, help, prep work, uh, experience to get things going. The Wednesday game here is on Sportsnet against Vancouver. Nice. And then the Sunday game in Vancouver, sorry, that's the Saturday game in Vancouver is on Sportsnet as well. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they're streaming all over the place, yada, yada. So, um, huh. Even the TV guys, they need some reps, right? They, they, well, it's they, all about practice. They, they do. That's right. Yeah. Um, here's a, just a quick Blue Jays note coming in um, uh, from Ben Nicholson-Smith. Alec Manoa received multiple injections in his pitching arm in recent weeks. His season's officially over. I think we kind of knew that. Really tough season for Alec Manoa. Did you watch any Blue Jays a little bit here and there? We talked about them last week. It yeah. was like the end of the world, right? And, <laughs> oh, exactly. And I was like, oh, again, Toronto, here we go. <laughs> the, the the fan base, like yeah. it's very difficult to play there. And now they're what, five wins in a row? Five wins in a row, yeah. Well, against the Yankees too. Feels Boston good, and probably. Yankees, yeah. Yeah, well, good. No, yeah. like, are, they're in much better position now. Still, still, how many games left? Uh, there'd be 10 left. They got yeah. one against... 
Sorry, yeah, one one against the Yankees tonight. Then they got they go to Tampa Bay for three, and then they've got home three game sets against the Yankees in Tampa. But here's the other thing, laddie. That so uh, the teams that they're jockeying with in the wild card, Seattle and Texas play each other seven games. So just, I mean, great scenario. If one team say wins goes five and two, yeah. well, that's going to knock the other one out. Yeah. If the other, if they go three and four, well, then the Jays have yeah. that opportunity to get ahead. My of concern so. is their inconsistency. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot go like that to the playoffs. Hopefully, they can go hot end, but well, but I, uh, are they going to get on the cold streak then, or like what <laughs> what Blue Jays are we going to get? Yeah. Right. Well, and the main thing, uh, as long as Kikuchi can get eleven hours of sleep a night, right? That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody should talk to his wife. He's got what? Well, he's got kids. So, uh, yeah. Well, um, and then uh, from uh, Darren Drager, Patrick Kane continues to rehab from his hip surgery. Uh, he's been doing it in Toronto for a while. He requires at least another month. Uh, Drager says Buffalo has interest. Well, look at that. Sabers have interest in Patrick Kane. I would have interest in him too. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you have uh, room, cap space, I, why not? Like it's, <laughs> he yeah. can do wonders on the ice. I, it's gonna be hard after a hip surgery, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one kind of for you from Saint Albert, uh, Kevin Laddie on our text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. How do you think the Oil Kings will do this season? How many returning players do they have? Uh, will they have m- much player uh, turnover uh, this season? A lot of returning players, yeah. but a lot of them are still young. I, I think they're going to be better. Yeah, I I, I firmly believe that. Uh, you know, I moving forward, I think our our D core is going to be the strength of the team. Yeah, this well, because well, they're learning from the best. I'm not I'm not trying to <laughs> pump up my own tires, but uh, no the 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 guys they drafted and they they had the young group is very exciting. Uh, you know the. So I, I'd say that's going to be the strength forwards. I think we we added some uh, some good pieces, older players as well. They're going to help the young players. So better. I'm expecting better season. You cannot predict it in junior. You know, you know how it how it mm-hmm. goes. But uh, yeah, I I I think we're going to be more competitive than last year. Kevin Curious, Ladislav Schmid, Sports 1440. Uh, coming up to 9 o'clock, we will check in with uh, Evan Dom, Elks Director of Marketing and Communications, to talk about the Elks and their, I guess, second. They've got two more home games. Uh, tomorrow night is one of them against the BC Lions. Um, they're, they're obviously, they're in must-win situation to get things going, to maybe have a faint hope uh, for the uh, playoffs, for sure. Uh, comes in uh, Text comes in from Dave on our line at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 Laddie, you are the man. Followed your career since 2004. Uh, strap up those skates and get back on the blue line for us. Oh, you mean for he owns some beer league team? Yeah. <laughs> I'll strap them up. Uh, oh, no, that, I appreciate it, but no, those days are long gone. Even I mean, some players even at the you know, did you find it like when you retired a few years ago? Did you get that uh, you know that inkling in your in your heart in your gut when training camp was starting to kind of go? Oh man, I wish I was kind of out there just to get going one more time. <laughs> Based on how my body feels, not really. Yeah. Uh, now, sometimes I do. Yeah. You know, uh, it wouldn't be probably for the NHL, but playing in, in Czech League, I could probably still, mm-hmm. uh, even year, you know, 
being being retired for a year, but yeah. in the NHL, the the game has changed so much. I can't imagine it's so fast, uh, you know. And like I said, my body, oh my god, it's there is days that it's really difficult to get it, get out of the bed. Um, five, four, five years in check after NHL. Five, five, five years. So we're going to talk about that later when we have some uh, just the time that the two yep. of us. Uh, but um, I think that's because. It was an interesting time for you to be home, right? I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, eh? It was a lot of fun. Well, I I had some struggles too, especially yeah. when it came to missing my family, but yeah. but uh, my kids, but playing in front of my parents, in front of my friends, in for my hometown, mm-hmm. one of the best things uh, I've done. Um, here's one from Al Dente. Uh, Laddie was one of my favorite Oilers growing up. It crushed me when he went to Calgary. Can you ask him if, is there obligation for the players scratch, not playing to watch preseason games? Uh, do the other players rest? Uh, are they off completely? Uh, curious if they watch together or something. So what happens in preseason when you're not playing? Uh, when I was in the league, we had to watch. We would come to the game and watch from the press box. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is now. Yeah, how it works. If they have to, they probably don't have to anymore. Right. I, I'm I'm not sure, but I don't mind it at all. Even you know? even games like so. If you were playing in a game, did you go? Did were you? Did you go downstairs even on the road or even at home? Did you go ride the bike? Did you do? Well, you, yeah. well, that's different. Yeah. If you go on the road, then like you're you're off. You can watch, but it's you're really on your own time. Right. There's there's nothing usually scheduled. So, right. yeah. but if the if the if the game would be on TV, I, I would I would probably watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Imitation Tom says, uh, Laddie, you were one of the first guys I saw lay on the ice to prevent the cross-ice pass. And, well, man, he wasn't watching back in the day, Bobby <laughs> Bond and all those guys. I could see that be a polarizing move with coaches. Uh, were, were any more vocal about it than others? Did they like to see when you kind of went down and maybe did that, that kind of spin with the stick, you know what I mean? The, the helicopter? Yes. Yeah. Um, we had a big discussion about that with the Oil Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the coaches, I'd say, uh, mm-hmm. they like if the demon stays on their feet. Yeah. This, this is kind of your last result. But I know guys, and I think if you get your technique down pretty good, it's very effective. Mm-hmm. You don't get, but it's about timing. But there are some guys who don't have timing, and if you lay down, you're, you know, you're out of the play. They can go around you if you lay down too late. Pass goes through too yeah. early. They go around you. But I think I get, I got it down pretty good. Uh, I think this, all timing, right? All timing. This drill helped me from yeah. from uh, Craig McTavish. Actually, that's a st- story. <laughs> so, so McT, my first year, I think I struggled with two on one or like struggle. Yeah. I mean, it's still two on one in the NHL. Guys are pretty good, but I I allowed like maybe a goal or two. So he puts me on the blue line. Him and I think one of the four or maybe Charlie Hardy. Okay. So. So he, they're standing there and it's like, Laddie, you're gonna take two on one against us too, but there's not gonna be a puck. It's gonna be imaginary puck. <laughs> and I think, I now I think about it, it was more as a punishment. As, a, as <laughs> He made me go down and they were like pretending to stick handle and pass the puck between them. And I was supposed to lay down and t- take away the uh, passing lane. He's like, oh, 
This is that's too early. This is too late. I I must have went like twenty to thirty times. I was exhausted, so it's more like a backskate. It's like, oh, this bug would go through you for sure. I'm like, what? I'm like twenty years old. Like, I was still excited to be in the NHL, yeah. but now I think about it, it's like, what the oh. hell is going on there? Just oh man. So maybe that helped me being better with two two at once. Uh. And I can imagine Matt T and Charlie in the coach's room after. Did you see what La- we had Laddie going for like 15 minutes? <laughs> Thank God that was on camera. Like if somebody would ca- catch it on camera these days, oh my God, they would have a, oh, they would have a blast. Oh, we're in tears here. The oh. Duke and I are bringing tears to our eyes here, Laddie. Uh, yeah. uh, so we'll check in with Evan Dom at the top of the hour. Um, uh, Elks Director of Marketing and, uh, and Communications. Uh, before we get to that, time for a sports update brought to you by Cattail Cross. Enjoy Half Price Golf Monday to Thursday. You can elevate your game without emptying your wallet. Book your tee time today. Cattailcrossing.ca. Golf season's winding down, so get out and enjoy it while you can. Here's the Duke with a sports update.